This is episode three with Heath Wilson. Welcome to At The Course Podcast. My name is JJ, your host, At The Course, where each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you stay at the cause and not the effect. Let's get it. Hey, JJ At The Course. Welcome to the ATC Podcast. Today we've got Heath. How's it going, Heath? Doing great, JJ. Thanks. Great stuff. Firstly, I'd like to acknowledge you for the work you do, um, helping people in their personal growth and what you've been able to achieve in that looks pretty remarkable. So I can't wait to find out more. So it says online, you're a therapist, educator, and trainer. Perhaps you start off by telling us more about who you are, what you do, and for people that don't know you, just a bit of a background about how you got interested in personal growth. Yeah, you bet. Um, that's a really good question because then it leads up to uh, what I've put together in terms of my program for personal growth. That makes it much more understandable. Um, I'm from the U.S. I, I grew up in Colorado. Uh, long hair, dirty face mountain kid way back when. <laughs> and um, I ended up uh, studying at the University of Colorado. I was very much interested in philosophy um, and the questions uh, that philosophers ask. Um, and I was on a, on a track to, to go in that direction. And then I realized I didn't really want to teach. Um, and I didn't want to write books about philosophy. It seemed kind of dead to me, just talking about philosophy. I wanted to do something. Uh, so I switched over to the psychology department just because it seemed more practical as a, uh, uh, foundational education for anything else that I might want to do in the future. Um, being able to interact and, and connect with people seemed, seemed like a, a smart thing to do. Um, and also, psychology asks similar questions as philosophers, uh, but in a different way, kind of in a scientific way. Uh, something that you can kind of study a little bit in the practical world, how people interact. So I went that direction. Um, never thinking that I would uh, do therapy with people. had no interest in that at all. It was just more of a curiosity. After that, I again, this sort of sense of practical piece comes into the picture because I went to the university. I didn't, I didn't want that to just sit in my head unused and, and uh, not, not put into the world in terms of... Uh, being challenged and tested. I wanted to test all those theories that I've been learning. So I hopped on a bicycle and I traveled for a few years on bicycle. Uh, and I traveled down through South America um, and uh, meeting people, camping out in nature, checking out uh, cities and um, yeah, just really exploring humanity and culture and language. And uh, during that trip, I, I had an idea of wanting to help the world in some way. Uh, so coming back, I wanted to either, I, I think in, in terms of uh, levels often, and you'll see that in, in what I'm offering my program for personal growth. Um, I either wanted to help people somehow, I wanted to uh, help animals, 
or I wanted to help the environment somehow be healthier or better. Um, I, I saw a lot of uh, hardship for humans, animals, and the environment on my trip. Uh, and uh, that, that sort of was a motivation, underlying motivation. When I came home after travel, I decided to uh, look into a form of body work. It's a structural body work. Um, it's quite profound. Uh, people know this uh, um, in, in different areas. It's, uh, I went to the, the School of Structural Integration. Um, and that, the, the, the school, the main school is in Boulder, Colorado, where I'm from, actually. And uh, this form of body work is, is very interesting because it, it, it works with the soft tissue of the body. It helps the, your posture become more upright uh, and balanced. And so the body starts moving much, much uh, easier. Uh, and uh, you, you can actually shift a person's uh, way of holding themselves, how they move through their body and how they look from the outside and how they feel on the inside. Uh, that was the, the appeal to me um, with this body work. So I thought, this is a, a fantastic way to support people's growth uh, in terms of physical growth, um, body, body alignment, um, feeling better in their body, etc. And I especially like the idea that as they became more upright, as we should as homo sapiens, right? This is the idea from evolution. We have become much more, more and more upright. We're bipedal, uh, and, uh, you know, we're walking along, but so many of us are, are actually not fully upright in a natural, easy, uh, posture. Um, so I like the idea of helping people get there, get to that, that fullest potential of their physical structural capacity. And uh, the interesting things of what might happen um, regarding their other psychological elements or other dimensions of themselves. So uh, I, I studied uh, this, uh, this body work and then I uh, rolled up my sleeves and I worked with many, 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 many people uh, in the US and also here in Europe. I, I live in Germany now, um, Cologne, Germany. And I've worked all over uh, Europe. I've also worked in the UK um, in the past. And uh, I, I did uh, 20 years of, uh, of this work. Well, during that time, some of my psycho psychology knowledge uh, kicked in again. And I started seeing how um, the emotions were coming through the body work. And also in my own, own life, uh, through main, mostly relationships, uh, relationships with women, um, I was starting to bump up against a lot of emotional um, discoveries in myself, if you will. And uh, as I, I as I grow and grew in my emotional side um, and learn more about that, you know, it, studying psychology at the university doesn't help you in a practical way in life. Uh, it gives you theories and ideas, but actually uh, things that uh, are really plugging you into the essence of life and how to live your life better, um, it's missing a huge, huge piece of that.
So uh, I, I discovered many pieces along the road to help my emotional growth. And that helped my relationships uh, out as well. My uh, relationships with women, my relationships with men, um, with family, etc. And my body work started changing because of that. As I grew emotionally, I was able to communicate in a different way with my clients that I was doing body work with, and they became more emotional also in sessions. Uh, and I found that very uh, exciting and very interesting that, that what I was integrating in my own life um, allowed my clients to also go deeper um, with themselves. And uh, I, I also studied uh, meditation um, and started that about 20 years ago. Um, my tradition more is in the Vipassana area. Uh, and I took it very seriously. I did uh, long uh, sitting retreats and I practiced daily, uh, rigorously. I was really uh, on a path uh, there, a very, very intensive focus path. Um, and you could say maybe uh, I had interest in becoming enlightened. Um, I was on a fast track in that direction. Um, and through a lot of uh, effort and a lot of other uh, bumps and, and uh, white water, as I would say, along the path, I, I, I gave up on this idea of enlightenment. Um, but I have, I've, I've really taken a look, close look at um, what that might be um, and, and different, different levels of, of that. Um, I, I did quickly realize that uh, this perfect unconditional state that's, per, that's uh, permanent really is not something sustainable. Um, and, uh, but meditation was very helpful in regulating self-regulation in terms of emotions, um, understanding uh, the world, understanding others, understanding myself, creating better connection. So it's another step in this process of, of personal growth with the, the body work, the emotional piece, this mindfulness piece, um, things were coming together, but it was, it was, I was, I was becoming much more realistic. It was less idealistic about enlightenment, perfect unconditional states, etc., and being more grounded in terms of a more of a human idea of being on planet earth and just being a mature human being, I'm a mature adult homo sapien if you will. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it goes on from there. I, I then uh, got into a very uh, interesting way of working with people in terms of uh, supporting their psychological understanding of themselves and other people. Um, it's very, a very precise uh, system based on modern psychology, but it also has a beautiful uh, leaning toward ancient uh, wisdom traditions in the world. Um, and I like that depth. So, so this, uh, this way of looking uh, at, at, at uh, psychology and also our greatest human potential in terms of the higher levels of uh, higher states of consciousness, um, uh, this system, it's also known as the Enneagram. Uh, it, it's become quite popular uh, these days. Um, but this system is very rich because it, it shows, well, there's nine different paths of how people um, 
view reality, how they uh, perceive themselves and how they move through the world and make sense of, of the world. Um, those, those are nine different ways uh, that, that uh, we tend to move through the world. And one of those is a dominant way. Um, and, and additionally, there are levels to these different uh, paths, if you will. So if we have a dominant path of, out of those nine, and we have different levels of that particular path, you can be on uh, at, at the lesser happy and lesser functioning levels or in the media, mediocre realm of just functioning and, and getting things done, or you could be at a high level where you're really in flow and you're a force of nature. Um, the Enneagram affords uh, a psycho-spiritual continuum of, of growth, very specific. Now this, this was an incredible addition to the body work, to the emotional understanding, to the mindfulness work. This, this was the psychological piece or the mind, uh, mind piece. Uh, so, step-by-step, uh, step, I was putting things together. Um, I, I didn't have an idea of everything coming in an integrated way until uh, about four years ago. Um, and, uh, well, the, the final piece to this whole program um, really came uh, about five years ago. And that was uh, after a, a difficult relationship, a challenging relationship. Um, I started looking at sexuality, the piece of sexuality, um, and pleasure in life, pleasure in general, but also, you know, this, uh, this human connection that we can have that is uh, one of the most deep and profound connections is sexuality. Um, so I was in a situation where I was looking at, uh, two doors that were being kind of closed. I, I didn't have any options there in that, in that relationship where um, I was trying to make a connection, maybe an emotional or neurotic connection, the door was closed. And on the other side, it was, uh, I decided, okay, I, I won't make an effort here in terms of that connection and, and let my partner uh, come to me and decide, you know, uh, uh, make the steps of, of connection. Um, and, and neither of those really work because on this side, um, there were some challenging elements in, in her uh, past from traumas, certain traumas. Uh, and, 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 and she had a challenging, it was challenging for her to say no, essentially, to create no and boundaries in her life. Um, and I tried to reassure her that that was totally fine to say no if, if, if you're not interested in connecting on this level. Um, but that didn't seem to relax her. So then I, I went the other direction and just said, okay, you just come to me when you're interested, interested in uh, more of an intimate uh, connection. That seemed to work for a, a, a while, but then she wasn't feeling very attractive. I wasn't approaching her in our relationship. In, in terms of uh, that uh, connection in that regard. Um, so I was kind of looking at these two doors that were closed in that relationship. And it did end up into uh, um, the, the end of that relationship uh, eventually, but it left me with this question of, 
is there something more that could be done in between those polarities? And so I, I started looking into the realm of um, flirting and game and, and these types of things and, and coaching, date, dating, uh, dating, uh, date coaching, essentially. Um, and what I found was there's a whole lot of things between these two uh, points of, of uh, where I was, uh, I was not really able to create a, a beautiful in, inviting um, connection with my partner uh, where she was feeling uh, quite comfortable and, and uh, you know, it, it was very easy. Now, I don't know if, if, I, if I knew what I know now back then, I don't know what would have happened. Probably either the relationship would have been so much better or it just would have ended, right? It would have uh, gone in one of those directions. It would have been uh, much more clear that we're not a match. Um, so I, I have spent um, a, quite a bit of time studying this area of life. Like how, how is uh, uh, sexual chemistry um, created and developed? Um, how, does that, uh, how does that blossom? Um, and, and so then the idea that sexuality is actually something that you can grow occurred to me. That actually you have a, 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 a sexual potential self also. You have a, a physical potential self. You have an emotional potential self. You have a, uh, a mind to grow. Um, you have this uh, sort of, I would say, mindful or essential, or maybe some people would call it spiritual self that, that you can grow. Some of these higher levels of, of states of consciousness. Uh, this is the, how I put it more. Um, and there's also a sexual self that you can grow um, and expand and get to know. And, and on all those levels, I realized that they each help each other as, as you go into those realms, they each support each other in their growth with each other. And any one area that you miss um, keeps everything at a, at a certain level. You, if, if you're blind to one of these aspects, um, it's gonna hold you back in terms of your overall potential growth. Um, and so that's my concept. Um, and I, I went through, I'm 54 now. I went, I've gone through uh, a lot of years, like very challenging, tough years in my life. I've had a great life. Um, and I plan on having a lot more great life. Um, and uh, challenging relationships as well. Um, and at this point, um, putting all these pieces together in my own life has meant a lot less suffering, much healthier relationships in general overall. Um, uh, landing in life essentially with a map to orient and, and, and to know what's the next step quite clearly. Uh, you know, there's no, uh, not a, a mystery about um, why I'm here on, on the planet, etc. Um, so living a life of purpose and, and living a joyful life, a, a very pleasurable life. And that's what I want to give to other people. 
Um, I want to help other people develop that in themselves, like as many people as possible. Um, because as people really are connecting with their inner joy and purpose in life, they're going to do fantastic things. And uh, the amount of suffering in the world is decreased. Um, uh, there's a big piece that I forgot to mention on this journey um, of my own, and that is uh, I have studied uh, trauma therapy as well. Um, and I've been doing this for about 15 years. Um, and I've studied, uh, I, I studied a, a, something called somatic experiencing. And this is a way of dealing with trauma directly. Um, like if you have a car accident or something, um, or someone attacks you, I can help you go through that event step by step and process it so that uh, when you think about that event, you're, you're not going to get activated. I, I can do that kind of work with you. Um, and obviously, if you have any knots inside your system that are based on, from a trauma, that is holding your potential back as well. And all these five aspects, it holds your, your potential back. Um, I've also studied another uh, way called organic intelligence, fantastic uh, work um, that, that sprouted from somatic experiencing. Um, and uh, this is a way that's much more oriented for delicate nervous systems. For, for people that are more, a little more delicate that you can't go straight in directly on say that, that event that happened that was uh, overwhelming. And uh, this, this, this approach is, uh, I would say, helping a person learn how to develop an orientation to pleasure. Positive psychology, orientation to pleasure, not, not focusing on the problem, not focusing on the drama, uh, on the trauma, the drama trauma uh, vortex. And rather, orienting to uh, what is right, what is good. So from uh, this systems, uh, complex systems approach, um, very powerful, very profound, subtle work. This, uh, this, is, this is a really secure way of working with people to help them move through those levels that I was talking about before in the Enneagram. On a biological level, the nervous system level, understanding the modern brain science, that's, that's what, uh, uh, that, that's um, where I've been um, the last uh, 12 years or so as well. And uh, I'm, I'm currently, uh, I've opened a center in Cologne. Um, that's where I'm at, I am right now. It's a, it's a small uh, center. Um, I've got uh, myself, my girlfriend, and a, a, another colleague who offers uh, sessions here, personal sessions. We do group work here. Um, all based on my uh, approach called five aspects. Um, and those five aspects are uh, the body, um, sexuality, the emotions, the mind, and essence. I would call it essence, uh, these higher realms of consciousness that we can enter into. So that, that's a long, I, I spoke for quite a while. Um, probably, maybe our time is completely up by now. Um, <laughs> I'll give you an idea what I... I'm, I'm very glad. It was really interesting to hear about the background and how all of these things came together. And that's something I've been thinking a lot about also is the, the way that these things are aligned. And if you are 
uh, perhaps you say weak in, in one aspect, it's going to affect you in other aspects of your life also. Really interesting. Um, when, you, when you were talking about the body work initially, and that's how you came into uh, an understanding of how your body and, and being aligned in your body can affect the way that you feel emotionally and other areas of your life. How do you train the body to be aligned? Uh, well, um, I offer sessions, actually uh, body work sessions um, for people um, to transform their body. And uh, so I, I've learned that, I studied that. Um, and, and essentially what we're doing is lengthening and realigning the fascia of the body. And the fascia is connective tissue. And you've heard probably, you hear more and more about that. When I studied it, uh, the, the term fascia was uh, unknown almost uh, to normal people. Um, but today you hear about releasing the fascia, fascia release technique, uh, those rollers that you can use um, to try to lengthen the fascia, etc. Well, all those are tools and ways of helping people work with specific knots, uh, etc. in the body. I've been trained in, in a way to work with the body um, on the fascia, but not just points, working on points and releasing points, but it's in a way working with the human architecture. And so over all these years um, as uh, working in this area, um, you, you develop a, a, a way, a, a vision of seeing the body and knowing where to work and what the body needs in order to help uh, that physical structure evolve to its next step. So it's hands-on body work. Um, it's, it's rather slow and penetrating uh, the technique. Um, and uh, it, it, it's important to be very mindful of a person's uh, point of toleration so so that they're they're able to relax the body is receptive and relaxing with this this work then then you get much more transformation um in the body uh is that where the say you have a new client or a new patient comes in would that be where the process begins or do you have how does it start when you have a new person yeah excellent question it starts wherever the person is and whatever is the easiest for them to relate to. So I wouldn't start uh, trying to unwrap emotions with a, a person who is a bit closed off to them. Maybe they, they come to me for different reasons and I just start there. And as we go, I, uh, because wherever a person is, if they have a problem, usually people come to me with a problem, right? They want to get rid of the problem. Uh, so we, we begin there. And uh, often it could be the body. And so I, I'm starting with their body, helping them uh, get a shoulder issue ironed out or maybe a back issue. Back issues are a, a big, big problem for a lot of people because uh, we, we're in such a sitting culture. So I, I'm gonna help them with their back. I'm gonna help them with this and that. But while I'm doing that, I'm also helping their structure become more aligned, more expanded, I'm helping them to gain greater awareness. I'm not just doing, say, a physiotherapeutic uh, session so that they're going to they're gonna move, so that they have less pain and they're going to they're gonna be able to move a bit better. No, 
I'm already introducing mindfulness in the session. I'm already helping them gain a, a deeper connection to themselves just automatically because of, of all the experience that I have. Um, and, and I'm telling them what's happening as we go and also uh, asking them that if that's okay, if, they, if they're open to going in that direction. I'm, uh, it's very important to respect each individual's place where they're at um, and, and let them know what's going on and, and let them know what, what opportunities are there for their personal growth, uh, for their development, um, and they have choice. They always have choice in, in what they want to do. I don't know if that Great. answers you. I think it does, yeah. So you start with the problem that the person is facing, the, the reason they're there in the first place. And when yep. it comes to the mindfulness work, so you're giving them that, uh, or at least perhaps a snippet of it, is that the kind of idea as you're leading them through the first phase? And um, what are the biggest challenges you face in helping people become more mindful? Um, well, probably one of the uh, funniest things is uh, helping people relax mm. and connect to joy and pleasure. Uh, you'd think that that would be an easy thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But it, it isn't. It, it is, uh, we, we, when we're connected to our essence, to these higher levels of, of states of consciousness, um, then our, our capacity to experience pleasure and joy is, is much more ripe and open for that. Um, and it also we're able to be able to handle our more difficult moments as well. So that the whole range of, of our capacity to experience life as a human being from both those uh, directions is much bigger. Um, and to get there though, to get there though means we're starting at a place where that capacity is much more reduced, right? And actually maybe we're even at a lower, um, I mean, by definition, if you can imagine like a triangle um, and our growth is contingent on the amount of awareness we can bring into our life and also the amount of acceptance that we have with that mindfulness, that awareness, and also appreciation for our experience. Now, if I'm down here at the bottom part of that uh, triangle, that means there's very little awareness. And that means there's very little appreciation and very little acceptance as well. So if I'm down here with, with a kind of checked out, um, with the, the light bulbs not switched on and I'm not aware of what I'm doing and what other people are having an effect on me, etc., I'm pretty much lost. And so uh, as I move up the levels of my development, psychological, sexual, physical, whatever it is, um, the triangle widens, right? And actually it's, it's a, I would say it's a spiral, but from the side it kind of looks like a triangle. Um, so there's a spiraling going on in terms of our growth. And that means that my awareness is expanding as I go up to the top. So in the middle section, 
I'm sort of half, half aware. You know, I'm, I'm kind of aware of my life and what I'm doing um, and, and uh, the, the stupid mistakes that I'm making, uh, getting stuck, repeated issues that I'm, I'm, I'm uh, continuing to do, but I'm not quite sure how to get out of that. And I, and I sometimes maybe I have a bit of compassion for myself and others, but it's not really um, fully developed. Or maybe there's some appreciation for some things sometimes on occasion, um, but it's not something that I'm feeling often. Now, if I'm below that level, I'm in chaos. Uh, life is very challenging. Um, I feel pretty desperate. I'm, maybe I'm even numb, kind of frozen. I'm not taking action in my life. Uh, it, it's a, kind of a freeze, a freeze place. Um, and maybe I'm, I'm also fleeing from my life. I'm fleeing from myself. I'm fleeing from others. I'm fleeing from, from connection. But as I move up into this uh, middle section, then uh, there, there's a little more awareness. I can see what I like, what I don't like. Sometimes I, can, I have enough capacity where I can say, I'm going to take this track and I'm going to follow it. it it's, a, it's a place more of empowerment, of resilience. Um, and I help people move from that chaos level to the resilience level. Um, and I help them wake up even more, become more aware of themselves and what they're doing through supporting their uh, understanding of themselves through the Enneagram, through the body work, their, their mindfulness of themselves, of their emotions, of their, of their, uh, uh, their sexual self, etc. As they become more aware, I, I help, I support them in developing this mindfulness and I help them um, connect more with acceptance of maybe di the, the difficult areas of, of within them. And I help them connect with appreciation as well for those th things that are fantastic in their life. That helps this this uh, spiraling process widen. That's, your, that's the observer, the awareness um, in a person's life. And that bit gets wider and wider and wider. And the part that is known as our, say, ego, or our personal um, personality structure, that gets smaller. Uh, so your, your essence becomes bigger as you go up this ladder with awareness. And uh, the personality structure gets lighter, it gets softer, it becomes less fixated, um, it becomes less desperate. Um, there's more options, there's more freedom as you go up. Um, and in the beginning, that might be very difficult for a person because they might be down in chaos level. Um, and so what I do is I meet the person at whatever level they're at. You know, so maybe they came to me for body work. And maybe they're in chaos also. So I know exactly how to meet them in their chaos and do the body work so that I'm starting to uh, help them grow this direction but, and, and also expand their awareness. So there's going to be a lot of, uh, like in, in the details of how I'm speaking to them, what I say, what I'm reflecting back to them. Um, and, and also I'm, I'm not... My, my work is not about just uh, giving tips and tricks. It's, it's a transformational work. 
Um, and transformational work, I mean, I, I want to help a person integrate that which is unconscious in them. So bringing, uh, you know, like Jung uh, spoke about the unconscious and, and, and growing, uh, becoming more mature, bringing what is in the darkness to the light. Now the light is your, your awareness, your presence. Um, and so we, are, we start in this work, we're starting to turn that awareness, that light towards some of these unconscious things with little digestible steps. Because if you do that too much, it's going to blow out. You'll, you'll just short circuit the system and it'll spiral down into chaos again and we lose ground. So uh, the, the process needs to be intelligent, needs to be compassionate. There needs to be a lot of appreciation on the way so that a person who I, I what I'm what I'm doing is helping a person feel more and more comfortable in their comfort zone finding that comfort zone, they feel comfortable, they feel secure, wherever they are on this, on this uh, map, right? No matter where they are, I'm helping, I'm, I'm the cheerleader, I'm sort of supporting them, I'm uh, giving them unconditional positive regard as who they are, that helps them relax. That helps them gain more acceptance for who they are. Um, and so their whole system, their nervous system starts letting go of control. And that helps them move even farther up this, uh, this ladder of, uh, of growth. So everything connects together and, and their system just starts unfolding. And I know exactly how to support them in, at each of these levels. Um, and of course, as they, they go higher in these levels, there's less to do. I don't have to do, do so much because their system is actually then on, uh, in and, uh, their natural flow and they, they need very little support from me at that point. They're, they're on their own. Now, when, when a person integrates at that level, um, there's still things to learn. There, there's still essential life skills to learn. Um, for example, I, I also, you know, some of those essential skills I would say is, how can I bring myself into the world and connect with people in a, in a much more fun way and have great relationships in my life? How can I do that? Well, I teach people that. I coach people in how to do that with social dynamics. That's saying yes to life, saying yes to the good stuff in life. But we also have to learn how to say no. And uh, I take no to meaning uh, in the extreme situation, if someone's trying to attack you, um, you need to be able to say no to someone who's trying to attack you. That's, that's, uh, they're, they're trying to take your life. They're, they're trying to reduce uh, your, the quality of your life. You've done nothing to them. And someone comes to you um, and, and, and wants something from you that you don't want to give. Uh, I teach people how to say no in that situation. Um, and in, in, in a very direct, uh, serious way, um, so I, I've been trained in a, a system called model mugging. Um, you could also call that uh, martial science. It's not martial arts, martial science. So everything we teach is actually to help you deal with uh, just that, saying no. <laughs> saying no to a situation you don't want to happen. 
Um, and we teach, uh, I, I teach this with my girlfriend. Um, we teach all of these self-defense courses with a man and a woman together to, to demonstrate how men and women can work together. Um, and I do that here in my center. I, I have all the mats. I've got a, a suit that I wear. Um, this is full force, uh, full speed kind of training. Um, and uh, I end up role playing the bad guy uh, for the men and for the women, um, such that they have to deal with the, the stress of that as well. Um, for women particularly, if they are getting some sort of garbage mouth thrown at them, um, they go into freeze very easily. So with all my trauma background, my girlfriend is also uh, trained in, the, in all these uh, areas of trauma. We incorporate that in our um, self-defense training so that, um, so that if, if people get snagged in an area, we can help them move through that much easier, much more fluidly. And we, we avoid sort of potential of collapse um, in, in our program that, that, might, that, that could happen. So we integrate it all um, and we teach people specific skills, life skills. And this is where that, the practical piece comes in that I mentioned JJ before. Ideas are interesting, but it has to work in life. It has, there has to be a, a practical application for me. Otherwise, okay, I, we could sit here and, and chit chat about stuff and intellectualize and philosophize about stuff um, for many days. And I'd find it interesting. But um, if, it, if, if we can't bring that, if we can't tether that to the earth, um, in the end, it's, it's completely worthless to me. Um, and that's why at my center, it is philosophical, it is psychological, um, it is spiritual, you know, or, or higher states of consciousness level. Um, it is a, a sexual program to help people develop uh, health, healthy sexuality. It is a, a program to help people find greater balance in their body. Um, we do, we're going to be doing nutrition courses and uh, cooking classes, et cetera, how to support the health and well-being in, in, in that direction. So it's really a holistic program. It is the most holistic program that you'll find because we, we are looking seriously at all those five aspects unashamedly. We're not shy about bringing this in. People don't have to talk about their sexuality, for example. They don't have to, but at least they know that that is here. It's welcome. It's a possibility. They can heal their traumas uh, and they can go beyond the, their traumas into a realm of where they can then learn how to develop themselves in that area, in that aspect, and how it relates to the other aspects. And they can even go further into this realm of force of nature beyond just the coaching level. So that, that's what I do. I've, I've got the five levels, the five aspects, the body, sexuality, emotions, mind, and essence work. Um, they all are integrating together in this work. And we, we also have um, sort of three main chunks of development. We've got the, the point where someone is subzillion, a, a term that I've coined as being lower than resilient subzillient we have the resilient um, area and then we have prozillient area at the top uh, force of nature so um, essentially that's what we're doing there, there's a a spectrum of development all these levels going up vertically and also at the top there's this continuum of experience 
that allows you to be much more open to uh, your full experience from positive to negative. That's what we're trying to do here at Five Aspects. Wow, sounds incredible. I really want to get to the force of nature part. That sounds pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) Force of Um, nature. Absolutely. You mentioned there's a, in the spiral of growth, uh, getting softer and letting go of control more. I find that really interesting. And there's been moments in life where I've felt something that perhaps is the same or similar. And it's felt really good to be in that flow state. There's just been a handful of times I can think of where it's been really clean, that experience. Um, how does someone stay or how, how do you, so the, the, the issue that I sometimes have is recalling the steps in the moment. If you're in a social engagement, you mentioned the social dynamics work that you do. Let's say you have a, uh, a patient who has gone through uh, the, the growth and now they're in this situation where it is called upon. How do they recall that in the moment? Well, um, with the work that I do, they're going to become more stable in their system generally. So that will be less. Uh, these moments of panic or, or losing awareness will be less. Okay? Um, it doesn't mean that it's gone. Uh, because uh, I believe, and, and this is the, the difference between enlightenment and human maturation, enlightenment being sort of this permanent state, you're kind of asking a question in that direction of like um, uh, sort of a permanent state of amazing social engagement at all times. Um, because versus- you, seem to have, you seem to have a very, just sorry to interrupt, but you have a very, uh, you're very calm um, and you, you seem to have a very um, uh, low barrier between what you're thinking and saying and, and, and the world. So perhaps you've reached a level of, of this where you're able to just sort of call upon it in the moment. How does, how does that work? Is that something you've developed into or is that perhaps a trait that you've, you've had naturally? Uh, no, no, no. I, it's something I've developed into for sure. Um, through all of what I've just talked about, you mm. know, and going through, it, it's a process of honoring your comfort zone like your comfort zone is, is a fantastic place to be. And your comfort zone is actually, in general, your personality structure, right? Now, as you go, go up the levels, uh, that becomes softer, that th- this, this personality structure does become a little bit softer and lighter. Um, but it's also accepting, accepting your personality structure. You know, th- they say the ego, is the enemy many systems of thinking look at the ego as don't don't be egotistical um, or they see the ego as, as the enemy no the ego is your friend that's your that's your friend so um, if we can approach it in a positive way what is the ego trying to do um, then then we can develop a little bit more acceptance and actually even see the ego as a superhero it's really helping us try to get through difficult times. Then there's more acceptance of who you are, of that, that personality structure. 
there, that becomes lighter. Then you become easier and softer. Like I'm a total control freak. I don't know if you can see how all the fruit in behind me is all stacked up in a certain <laughs> way. Yeah. I'm an absolute control freak. I like everything, you know, clean. Um, before that would have been difficult for me to say, for example, just to, just to accept my control freakness, you know, but um, I can be I'm a, a little bit lighter inside myself to be able to just uh, point out what, what, how I like things. Um, and, and just to be straightforward about it, be, being honest uh, with who I'm interacting, etc. And you even laughed about that when I said I'm a control freak. It's kind of funny. Mm. Our, our personality structure is a bit funny. And so this is like becoming more connected to our human side, our, our real human side where, where we're, we have our limitations. And, and to get back to that question you had, like if you're in a social engagement situation and you realize, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of collapsing here. I'm feeling like I'm going in a freeze. I don't really want to engage right now. Um, yeah, I'd rather go home, actually. I feel it would feel, be so much nicer just to go home and read a book, you know, and not put myself in this, uh, this space of being with other humans and try to have a, a connection with others. Now, sometimes it's like that. Sometimes it's like that. And I've, I've spent many years... Um, you know, friends would, friends, friends would invite me to a party, people that I know and, uh, I appreciate and, and they appreciate me friends invited, inviting me to a party. And I'm like inside, I was like, Oh man, don't want to do that. And, and so I forced myself to go to that party and after five, 10 minutes, I warmed up. I could see, oh, all these people are actually uh, quite nice. They're, they're happy to see me. They're responding to uh, what I'm sharing. My system starts getting more relaxed. I pushed myself out of my comfort zone a little bit to go to that party where my friends invited me to, where it's pr pr pretty safe, right? It's probably pretty safe. But my system is like, <laughs> um, and I get there and I, I orient and I see, oh, wow, it is pretty safe my system starts relaxing and then I start enjoying myself because I start getting into that flow. Like you're talking about, I start, I just, I, I start accepting myself. Um, I start connecting with others. I become much more curious because I'm in my discovery mode. My whole, my nervous system actually comes out of fight, flight and freeze and it moves into this discovery mode. And that's where then we get into a flow. So uh, with social engagement, social engagement can be very tough for uh, many of us. Um, and so I, I will go out uh, with uh, a client, a man or woman, um, to a club, to a bar, and we'll just be uh, hanging out and engaging with each other. Um, and then uh, uh, maybe my client is going to strike up a conversation with somebody else. And practice, actually. This is the, the coaching part of my training. Um, after I have worked through a lot of the traumas, you know, one-on-one uh, -on -one in the thera therapeutic space, and we discuss uh, posture, um, I work with their body, I, I talk with them about exploring different ways of how to use their body, how to move their body. Um, you know, a person who is kind of doing this all the time, you know, if I was sitting here talking to you like this, you're going to have a different impression on me. Right? How do you feel when I'm doing this? That you're less engaged. 
Yes. And maybe I'm, I'm a bit less, or even just like this, I'm a bit less confident. Mm. Right? Yes. You know, touching my face. Um, so so I, I work through all of those details with my clients. If they really go with a full package, I mean, I, I do uh, private retreats with people. They fly down, um, not now, of course, with the flight restrictions, but they fly down um, and... Uh, they'll spend two weeks with me and I go through the whole program that's customized for their particular situation. And I'm going to be reflecting with them. I'm going to help them gain this empowerment all the way up to resilience, that force of nature. But I'm also going to go into coaching points and help them explore different possibilities of how they could move and be in the world that they didn't know before. Now, some people might go, oh, well, that's not authentic. Well, I helped help them find out if that's authentic or not. We, when we're down here in this triangle, down here kind of lost or even in the middle, there, there's so much of our potential that we have not tapped into yet that we're, we're limited. Like me uh, earlier, and even still sometimes, like going to a party, not, not, don't really want to do that. Um, so, so it's even still, it's not always in a flow. So, um, I am, uh, I, I do that for myself, but I help other people find a way to be able to step out of their comfort zone and explore something new and see if that something new fits for them or not. Uh, it's not going to fit for everybody, but it just might fit them. So, I help them try on new clothes, try on new, new, really take off their clothes, uh, essentially, and become, uh, expose themselves to new, new terrain and see what that feels like. And I help them digest the, that newness. So it's not such a huge jump. So, so that the digestion of that newness is possible and integratable. And then they're at a, a little more expanded space. And, and then they're able to do, quite naturally, more behaviors. They're able to feel more of their emotional self. They're able to, um, they have, they have a, a much greater range of thinking capacity. And they're able to share that more easily, share their thinking just more spontaneously than before. They're able to move their body also. Like biological, uh, this biological freedom that happens through the trauma work that I do, um, they're going to be moving their body much more. You know, you've noticed that I've been using my hands in, in this conversation. Well, I was, uh, 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 I, I had a lot of freeze in my system years ago, and I, I can still go through that. But um, the, the fact that I'm, I'm using my hands in conversation, that's a revelation. Um, for me, if you saw me 20 years ago, I would not be using my hands. And that, I'm not thinking to do that. It just happens. Um, you may have noticed in the very beginning, I didn't move my hands so much um, because I was a little bit in freeze because this is a new, a new, uh, new terrain for me to do a podcast. And, you know, you and I know each other a bit and uh, I feel relaxed, but it's a, it's a new situation to be in, in a recording, etc. So there's a little bit of freeze. Some, some of my old patterns are coming up. And that's what's going to happen in our 
explorations or adventures in social engagement, like you're talking about. Maybe I'm going to feel some of that freeze. Well, something very practical that I can, I can tell you, orient. Help yourself orient. So, for example, um, if I'm with a client and we've gone to a club, there's a lot of stimulation everywhere. I'm going to say, just take some time. Take, take as much time as you like just to walk around and look at the lights, watch the people, listen to the music. Um, feel your feet as you're walking through the club. Feel your feet connecting to the ground. Feel yourself, if, if you want to stand somewhere, find a place that you feel comfortable standing, where you feel safe. And you can uh, just watch, watch the situation. You know, orientation. Orientation helps someone come out of chaos, that lower level, out of fight, flight, freeze, into um, a whole different uh, place in our brain, which helps us move towards social engagement. So maybe my client isn't quite ready to walk up to that person and, and start up a conversation. But they're working on just being in this space, in the here and now, and orienting, getting a little more accommodated. So that's their comfort zone. I'm building on their comfort zone. And then maybe the next step is going to be uh, approaching someone to say hello, for example. Hmm. Interesting. And it's funny when you mentioned the, uh, the fruit that is piled up very carefully about being a control freak and the idea of taking your clothes off rather than trying on new clothes. When you said that, I laugh because I can relate to that because I'm also a bit of a neat freak. Things have to be just so, and if they're not, I can't really accept it. <laughs> so that, that's also, I suppose, a benefit of being open about the things that you feel perhaps or at some time in the past didn't feel comfortable sharing. When you do that, people that have the same propensity to want things a certain way can, can relate to it. And then you have perhaps more opportunity for that kind of connection with someone. And as you say, you feel more relaxed, you feel more open, like you're moving towards that highest state of, okay, I'm actually aligned with my nature now. I'm not, you know, trying not to be something. It's interesting. And I think you're, you're right about the orientation when you find yourself freezing up. Um, I have to remind myself also, you know, I had times when those feelings come up. And I think probably a lot of people do when you um, uh, have patterns that you've moved away from, but then something happens and you feel a bit frozen. Just to get into a state of not hiding, not running away, uh, just kind of letting yourself come face to face with whatever it is, and then not shying from it, staying in that place of discomfort, because eventually it starts to move into a place of comfort. It's interesting. Um, what's the, what is the hardest client you've ever had? Well, there are some clients who, they're not a fit. They're not a fit with me. Um, and I'd, I'd say maybe that that's been three or four out of thousands. So it's very rare, but um, it's just, it doesn't work. It just, uh, the way I, I express myself or the way I'm attuning, I, I, 
I'm with that person, the chemistry isn't there. And uh, I've recommended them to, uh, to work with somebody else, you know, and that's okay as well. Um, so those are the hardest clients um, where it, it just isn't, uh, it, it isn't a fit for, for either of us. Um, and so uh, with whatever problem they're working with, there, there is, I don't know anyone who actually works in, in the way I do. Um, so there's no one I can really recommend um, that does uh, all everything I do. But there are, I, I've got quite a few friends who are therapists and uh, I, I, I can usually find someone um, if, if that's the case. Um, the hardest would be, well, it depends on my state, actually. If I'm patient, if I'm compassionate and appreciative, and aware. If I have all of those things, it doesn't matter what's happening with the client. And, and it doesn't matter what, what level they're at either. Um, because you just do certain things at, at those levels. You have to treat, um, I, I have a, a very clear map that gives me tremendous confidence of how to meet a person in chaos, how to meet a person here at the, the coaching section, of the work, the psychological coaching area, and how to support them at the top with this, uh, the essential layer where how, how do I help stabilize and promote their force of nature states? Uh, so I, I know that uh, very well um, and for, for all circumstances. Um, so I feel very relaxed regarding that. Now, if I haven't gotten enough sleep, uh, maybe have an irritation in my own life or, or something, um, then I'm going to be less aware, less compassionate, less appreciative of them, less connecting to them, less attuned. Um, I'm, I'm going to be missing things. So I, I see it a lot really relying on me and not the client. Mm. Uh, it, it, I have to take care of myself. Um, and if, I've, I'm, if I'm taking care of myself, uh, I can... You know, clients are not, there's not a challenge. It's not a challenge then, even, even if they're in chaos, because uh, I know what to do. I know what to do there. Um, and, and if the, the answer isn't there immediately, if you give space, if you're a human being and you give space to another human being to be themselves, the answer will come. The answer comes from the relationship, from that contact, from the willingness to be there uh, and be present and accepting. So um, it, it's, uh, that solves a lot of, a lot of issues. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, you're right. When you give that space to someone, then, then things come up. And, and as you say, uh, yes, yeah, if, if, someone is a human being the same as us and that they uh, it might not be the, the best fit in terms of chemistry but there's always things to learn perhaps more to learn from dealing with those types of people uh, both personally and then in that state of growth for them too so so what kind of advice would you give someone perhaps there's someone listening that wants to start their own psychology practice or get into um, some kind of work in the personal development 
uh, niche, I suppose. Uh, what advice would you give them? Go for what brings you joy. Go for what brings you joy because you're going to have passion in it. Um, and that's what I'm teaching people here is uh, when you find your purpose, your purpose has to have passion behind it. You know, I, I see life as you know, there's this question, what's the meaning of life, right? Uh, philosophers ask that. Maybe, maybe uh, yes, all of us have probably asked that question once or twice in life or, or perhaps even more. What's the meaning of life? Well, I see that as there's two different kinds of answers to that. One is uh, the response is enjoy your life. Life is about enjoyment. Get the most out of life that you possibly can because uh, this is it. This is it. We want to we uh, enjoy this gift of life, the sacred gift of life. Um, and that makes a lot of sense. But there, are, there is a group that would say, no, there's a purpose. There's a purpose to your life. There's a, a mission. There's a goal. There, there's some kind of meaning in your life that you have to find. It's your path. It's, it's your contribution to this world. How are you going to have an impact on this world? Uh, you know, to be remembered, maybe to be remembered, or, or just to have a, a positive influence. Are you going to come up with an invention of some kind um, that's going to help the world be a better place. Uh, so that also makes a lot of sense. Well, I, I, as in the whole system of five aspects, the, these polarities that you discover, and it's like, well, this side is gonna argue that they're right, this side's gonna argue that they're right, but actually they both hold a very important piece to the big picture. And when you get them talking to each other, they can relate to each other, um, and there's this beautiful braid that happens, this weave, um, like a double helix uh, of DNA, right? Where they, they, they meet and they, they separate. They meet and they separate. Um, and we want our purpose to have joy in it, right? The purpose has joy. And, and our joy comes from our purpose, so it's this, and sometimes it's just, we're just enjoying, we're not on a purpose. Sometimes we're on a purpose that's not too enjoyable. It's actually kind of a, a pain in the ass. It's difficult, you know, you're like you're um, pushing yourself in some, sometimes, for sure. But there's gotta be a combination in a healthy balance of these two coming together. So I would say, suggest to anyone who wants to get into uh, work, working with people, Find what is your passion and then learn about that and find out, uh, you know, as holistically as you can um, because that's going to be the biggest, uh, biggest offering you can give to your clients is more of a holistic approach that you can. Um, th that's going to be a sure bet. You're going to be giving your clients uh, an incredible uh, process with passion amazing uh well it's really great to talk to you about the stuff Heath. i'm really really interested to hear more but i feel like we've been um we've taken your time for a while now but 
perhaps we can finish with a couple of final questions. Yeah, when, Sure, yeah. When living at the course, you're not defined by memories of the past, but rather a vision of the future. My question to you now is, for everyone listening that wants to make personal growth, both socially, sexually, in their body, in their mindfulness, for everyone that's listening that wants to make that a part of their life's design and really start to take action, what should they do? Um, I would say sit down and open a notepad and get a pen and write these five aspects out, the five aspects, body, sexuality, emotions, the mind, and your essence, or your you can call that your spirit, if you like, if that's the language you like. Um, write those five categories out. And as you've listened to this uh, conversation, we've talked about those three levels, right? So go through um, each of those five aspects and go through the levels for you. Explore, explore um, where you've experienced yourself in those different levels at those in those these five different aspects that's going to be quite a quite a process for each person to do that um, and and maybe don't write down the worst thing um, with with all the five aspects when, when you're in the chaos level and we've got chaos we've got um, this middle range which is more resilience and then we've got the upper range which is that force of nature right when you're thinking about your chaotic moments, maybe not think of the worst stuff because that, that could really create a greater challenge for you. Um, maybe you want to unwrap that uh, with support with a friend or with a therapist. Um, so maybe pick something that is uh, between a one and a 10, maybe a two or a three max. Okay. And, and, and keep it to that. Write a couple of things down. Then go to the next session when you're resilient, when you're feeling empowered, where you can really, you feel like you can handle your life. You can do it. Um, give some examples of that regarding each aspect. And then go to uh, that upper level, which is sort of the being level, where, where you have gained such a level in the, the, the first level, such security about yourself that you can let go of control and you move into this realm of beingness. We all have experiences like that. And write some examples of that out as well. Even more examples of that out than at the lower range. So, so we're building up more positivity for you. Really write the, all those qualities that you had, that you, that you have when you're a force of nature in your body, that you have when you're a force of nature in your sexuality, that you have when you're a force of nature with your emotional self, like self-regulation, you really can allow all the, the experiences to come through and you're, you don't necessarily have to, have to act them out, but you can feel it all um, in any case. Um, and, and with your mind, your, your thinking, your, your process of your thinking, how you're perceiving the world, the way you're um, combining ideas that might be polar opposites, how can you combine them, et cetera, into a, a really rich um, synth synthesized uh, system. Um, and then your, 
essential levels. How, how much awareness, how much uh, compassion, authentic compassion, how much authentic um, appreciation uh, is there in those moments when you're really in your force of nature. So um, I, would, I would recommend writing out a map, a personal map for yourself um, and seeing where, where you're at. And, uh, and then looking at, uh, you know, from, from point, point A, wherever you're at, you can kind of see where you live, where you're living more or less in these five aspects at which level. You can kind of see where you're at there and uh, map yourself out on the five aspects. And uh, from there, well, if you're in chaos in any of those levels, you need help. You need support from a professional. Um, so, so look into getting some help. Now, if you're in the second category, if you're feeling resilient, then there's a lot that you can do um, for yourself. And I, 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 I can give a lot of specific um, coaching support in that area and, uh, you know, books, et cetera, to recommend. But, but that, that's an area where uh, you can gain a lot of footing and do a lot of, of your own growth there without, without a lot of support. The last one, that the making that shift to uh, that prosilient shift, that, that's force of nature area, um, that's also, you're going to benefit so much from, from coaching, from, from someone who has been there before. Those happen from, from, from say, meditative practice, etc., um, and doing things on your own as well. Uh, but if, if you get support from someone who has experience in this area, you're going to uh, save yourself a lot of time um, and you're going to be able to work in that, that difference between comfort and expansion, comfort and expansion, going out of your comfort zone, going into the growth zone, comfort growth zone, much easier. And once you develop that uh, from help from, uh, for example, from my, my particular coaching, then you can be you're much easier to do that on your own. I, I can teach you the specific ways of how to do that. So I would do, to do this map, figure out where you're at, and then uh, decide accordingly. All right, awesome. Yeah, I feel like doing that map now, uh, sort of understanding where you are in those five aspects, <clears throat> and then having examples that you can bring back to say when you've been at the higher levels or lesser levels, and then you know knowing where you are on that map. That sounds really, really interesting. So that's right. Orientation. Orientation. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So where can people find you online? Uh, well, the best way is just to go to my website. Um, it's it's not a website that has lots of bells and whistles. It's it's just written text, um, and it, it'll tell you. Um, about more about what I'm doing there. Um, that is uh, www.celebrate5aspects.com. Celebrate5aspects.com. Okay. And there they can find uh, you know all the information and uh, contact me if they want. Um, yeah, I'd be delighted. I can support people with uh, particular you know one-on-one -on -one sessions. 
um, if, if, if they want to do a, a, like a, a sample session and, and have a, a, like a consultation with me for free, I do a, a 20 minute consultation with folks as well, complimentary, um, to give them a, a more of a personal um, insight on how I might be able to support them with their particular issue. Um, and I also do, you know, full on private retreats uh, where they come and stay here. And, and we work through uh, all those, the whole package if they want. Okay, amazing. Um, finally, what does, so it's kind of an abstract idea, but what does being at the cause mean for you? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Because a force of nature is um, a being that is creating cause, is uh, making stuff happen, and is allowing um, things to unfold as they need to unfold or as they want to unfold. Uh, so, yeah. This, this idea uh, is, an, is a point of empowerment. Being a cause is a, is a point of empowerment. It's uh, coming out of freeze, coming out of that lower level of freeze, not running away, so not going into fleeing, um, and, and in a way connecting with this ability to fight now, now there, there's a sense of agency that comes into a, a person when they can connect to their, uh, their, their fighting spirit. But being the cause is much more than just that. Um, it's not about fighting and, and moving through the world and being aggressive and asserting yourself and telling people what to do, etc. It's not, not about that. I would say it's about being... Um, firmly planted in who you are shamelessly and moving through the world uh, being able to express who you are openly um, without holding back you're not forcing other people to to be a certain way um, or forcing them to be with you it's an invitation so uh, this the sense of cause being a cause is really connecting to your, your authentic self, the, that full breadth of who, you're, who you are that I mentioned before, living in that and bringing that into the world in your communication, in, in your physical presence. Um, and then you in effect automatically are a cause in your life. There's, there's, you're that force of nature where you are influ you're an influencer um, of your environment and others are invited to come into that environment and participate and engage and, and have a good time with you, uh, connect on, uh, projects, maybe, um, enter into a relationship with you, all kinds of, uh, amazing uh, things can happen in that. And then you can be forces of nature together in a synergistic, uh, way. Amazing. I love that. It's a great definition. Very, very cool. All right, Heath, my man, thanks for coming on. Awesome. Thank you so much, JJ.